count those worthy of double honor. I thought about this. You know, our world lives on an honor system. Uh, we celebrate those who do well. It's something that's common among us as a people. We celebrate our children when they do well. We celebrate um, any type of accomplishment because we live by this system where we want to give due diligence to those who do well. I'm grateful today because I'm, I've, I've been uh, around great leaders, people I consider to be men I greatly admire. I've seen women who also have great leadership ability. I've seen that. And I'm grateful that when you see these people, they are tireless, but they are concentrating on what they do for Christ. Uh, there's something we talk about in the church. I pray that we mean it. It says only what you do for Christ will last, and only what you do for him will be counted in the end. It's time for us as a people to give honor where honor is due. In some circles, people have a problem with someone who does work on a spiritual level, many feel that they ought to do it for free. Give no recognition to their work. Give no recognition to their abilities. We feel like they're supposed to do it because they are called to a church. But I want to let you know that just because a person is in the place of leadership, it doesn't mean they're a good leader. And when you look at this text, it helps us. And when you think about pastors like our pastor before us, it's good to know that God still has somebody that he can use to glorify his kingdom. I'm grateful for this pastor. I'm thankful for him because I've watched him over the years. I've watched how God can take a man and develop him and then use him to his glory. For those of us that probably never heard his story, he'd like to share it, but I think about the fact that this was a young man who was not saved before a Buddhist, and then all of a sudden, Hindu, and all of a sudden God takes a Hindu believing man and then uses him in a church in a Christian environment. That lets me know without, without any reservations, Pastor, that God chooses us and we don't choose him. Somebody ought to say, man, you, you got it. You got it. God, God always defies the odds. Even Paul says he was born out of due season. He says like one who has a premature birth. He says the Lord birthed me. I was once a persecutor of the church. And he said God took me and God used me to write uh, over half of the New Testament scripture because that was the will of God. But he says I am what I am by the grace of God. Somebody needs to know that when you think about who God is, we've got to understand that the pastor doesn't have some of the privileges and the creature comforts that you and I have. I listen well. 
I heard him say that when you don't have insurance or when you have limited insurance, it's tough. I, uh, if you remember Marvin Zindler, he used to say, it's hell being poor. He was just simply saying that you can't really go many places if you don't have it, but somehow or another, God can take what we don't have and use it for his benefit. But the pastor doesn't have a 401k. He doesn't have a room, human resource office he can call when they decide to mistreat him. I wish I had somebody doesn't have a personnel office that he can call and say, I'm being discriminated against. Y'all, come on, come on, bring your amens to me. You got to understand, he doesn't have all that because he operates by faith unusual brothers and sisters didn't even have a retirement in place but yet he continues to stand up Sunday after Sunday Tuesday after Tuesday because the Lord has compelled him to preach the gospel somebody should have shouted right there I'm thankful when you think about that even Paul says what man goes to the army and has to buy their own uniform wish I had somebody what man plants a gardener who's a farmer can't even eat some of the fruit I wish I had one witness that he labors with because Paul is trying to let us know, brothers and sisters, that the, 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 the man of God is worthy of his hire. Church and the people who mean well must take an honest look of that at their pastors and say that if we mean well, if we're well-meaning people, then surely we ought to treat our man of God well. I, I just said, if you mean well, then you ought to do well about your leader. Notice when I look at Pastor Hunt, I look at him as a Christian man. I, no doubt in my mind, he's a child of God. Those examples of what God is doing in his life, he's saved. He's a Christian man. He's a, a godly man. He's a man who's young, and God is using him to do great things in the kingdom. He's a husband. Brothers and sisters, he loves his wife. His, he loves his family. He's a father. He loves his children, growing them up in the nurture of Jesus Christ. Watch this. He's an educator of men and women. It's, it's, it's one thing to pastor a church. But then there's another thing to exhaust yourself, and then you build a school that's also thriving and organized, and now he is a trainer, and um, a trainer of men, and God is using him to bless women in the school of academics. Check his school out every now and then. Very organized, very set up to be successful because he's planning for the future. I wish I had somebody stay here because sometimes somebody told me gold is gold even if it's in your backyard. I wish I had somebody. And sometimes we're looking at gold and don't recognize that it's too close to us. But gold is gold even if it's in your backyard. Brothers and sisters, he's a teacher, he's a preacher, he's a tireless worker. And then you have to ask yourself this question because Paul helps us when he tries to say that, listen, I know that we want to give uh, uh, honor to everybody, but consider the man of God. Consider 
him as a worker. Consider his work because if you work in any environment, and I know this is true, those of us who work in corporate world, you have merit systems as well. You are rewarded often for the good that you do. I wish I had a witness. You are rewarded. And for those of us who've ever got a plaque, it's unexpected, but it sure is a blessing. Got a plaque and some residuals. I wish I had one witness with the well-done plaque. Y'all might as well say amen. It felt good on all spectrum because what a blessing it is to be recognized. When you judge the pastor, you have to be open and honest enough to assess where would the church be without the leadership of Dr. Derrick Hunt. You know, you know, pastor, and I'm going to say this and I'm moving forward. The Lord every now and then takes people who are, are a tremendous asset to me. And I haven't been able to replace them. I've gone through people. But when you got special people, I wish I had a witness. They are really irreplaceable because they have a spirit that's not like everybody else's spirit. And half of the good work is the spirit you possess. Wish I had your attitude ought to mean everything because you can be a good worker but a bad attitude. I wish I had a witness. And you got to understand that you got to look around you, look among you, and say to yourself, where would the church be without good leaders? I want to just give you a few things to bless you. It says, let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. Notice what it tells us. People, and, I, and this is the first point I want to give you, people are usually rewarded for doing well. That There will be a day, and I hope you believe it, when the Lord will say to us, well done. I, I want to say it one more time. I said there will be a day that the Lord will put our works through the fire called the Bema Seat Judgment. And the Lord will test the validity or the quality of your work. That's the reason why the Bible says be careful what you lay on the foundation. But make sure that the foundation is none other than Jesus Christ. Can y'all help me shout Jesus Christ? A church without Jesus is just a social club. I wish I had somebody. It's a place of gathering. But when you honor Jesus as the foundation of the church, that's a church that God says upon this rock. I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. But you are usually rewarded for well doing. Are y'all with me, saints? Listen, it says, let the elders who rule well. Now, now you got to understand that means something because just because you're in charge doesn't mean you're ruling well. And I discovered that a lot of people feel that just because they're in charge that I'm deserving of a well done. But you can't get a well done without some well doing. Somebody shout at me. You got to understand that nobody is rewarded for doing bad. I might as well go here because this is a school of academics. What does it mean to rule well? It means to set in place, 
It means to set over. It means to be over or superintend something. It means to preside over something. It means to be a protector, a guardian. It means to care for or give attention to the work God has assigned you over. Wait a minute. You know, I know this to be true, Pastor. That whole lot of people don't pay attention to what they do. They're in place, but that don't mean they're watching it. It's like the man who was told uh, to be a guard over a, a prison, and when they and, and 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 the inmates are there, they got keys. They got his keys because he's too busy sleeping. I wish I had one. Miss, he's in he's in place, but 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 he's sleeping all the time, and the inmates can get his keys and walk about the as much as they can because he's in place but he's not doing well priest pastor Lacey it's just true a whole lot of folk want somebody to pat them on the back when they just have keys but they ain't guarding nothing well let me just go on keep preaching here one of the ways you're doing well because a lot of ministries have started and stopped because you had people who were not finished as they were starters I wish I had a pastor to say amen to me. I wish I had one pastor who knows what I'm talking about. You, you can put people over stuff, they'll, they'll start well. And that's the reason why the pastor usually has to be the custodian, the sound man. I wish I, I wish I had somebody, the deacon. I wish I had the musician, amen, the singer and everything else because he can't get good help. Somebody shout, can't get good help. just preaching today. Too many people talking about what that, what's not their job. But if you are a lover of your church, whatever is lacking, that's where you step in. I wish I had somebody. You pay attention to paper. You don't step over it. You pick it up. Talking about it ain't my job. It's your church. May not be your job, but it's your church. And it's interesting that we have expectations for the pastor that we don't have for ourselves. We want him to do what we won't even do ourselves. By now, you should have seen some of his attributes. By now, you should see that, that it has to be his leadership that put media all over the place. I wish I had a few vision ministries to say, say amen. It's his handiwork, and he's training his children uh, to come alongside of him to make sure that things are operational. You ought to by now have seen that it's his organizational skills, it's administration skills that has somebody answering the phone and they say, hello, who is it? <laughs> But they are asking the phone with integrity and some professionalism. Vision Ministries, may I help you? Well, y'all quiet here just like sometimes, sometimes I, I go to the hood and give them some chicken because that's the only good chicken in the hood. But sometimes I don't like the attitudes of the people in the hood. I wish I had somebody. Hey, I'm going there to give me some good old good greasy chicken. 
And, and, and we ain't got no chicken. Well, I mean, what, what you got? Hey, you got any chicken over there? Uh, is anybody know what I'm talking about? Are you a witness? You, you got to understand that not everybody gives good service. But here's the key. We preach to affect change. The question today is, are you at the level of your pastor? Do you care about what he cares for? I, I wish I had a witness. It, uh, uh, do you have the same zeal he has? He shouldn't be the only one who has a zeal and a love for the church. You'll find, brothers and sisters, pastor, you'll find it as well, is that faithful people come in minorities, not majorities. They don't always outnumber. <laughs> because the whole truth of the matter is, let me just throw this out. This is a fact. You may not know it. Usually churches are run by 20 or 30% of the people. It may have 100% membership, but the 100 is not supporting the church. I wish I had one witness. It's usually the 10%, the 20% of the 30% who's taking care of the church. Not enough just to rule, but the question is, are you doing it with excellence? When, when, they, when, when Daniel, what made Daniel stand out above all of everybody who worked was David had a spirit of excellence. And I believe, brothers and sisters, they demand excellence wherever we go. Wherever you go, they demand excellence. They demand that you do well. Here's a brother who works for Verizon. You know that they demand that you do well. They demand excellence. Anybody in the corporate world, they demand that you do well. They will not settle for those who that major in customer relations. Can I tell you, Christians, we're in the people business. If you don't love people, you can't call yourself much of a Christian because we're in the people business, and you ought to treat people right. Well, let those who rule well, we, we establish that because not everybody's ruling well. But notice what he said. What, what, what should we do for them, Paul? He said, let the elders who rule well be counted or considered worthy of double honor. Uh, one of the things we've got to learn how to do, and I've said this, i got to reemphasize it, is that we've got to learn how to give honor to whom honor is due. I've been in the black church all my life. I've been black as long as I've been knowing it. I was black when I didn't know it, but I was black when I became aware of it. And I've been working in the black church a long time, and one thing I understood, ain't nobody like black people. We are different all the time. Now, I love us because I'm black. I'm never going to turn my back on you. But at the same time, we are difficult people to pastor. We're difficult people to deal with. I wish I had somebody. But one of the things that distresses me is that we don't want to give credit to where credit is due. Everybody's a glory hound. Everybody wants to be the one who's recognized. But when you look at what he says, he says, he says, you can't be afraid. When you look at it, you can't be afraid to give credit to someone who deserves it. No matter what position they're in. 
You can't be afraid to do it. You can't be afraid. I look at my, myself, and I, and I look at it, I, I, and, and Pastor, I want you to be around this for me. It's, this is my silver anniversary. I'm about to celebrate 25 years of pastoring and 35 years of preaching. My brother's been listening to me for a long time. He says, are you 70? I said, no, man. I mean, I don't look 70 do it. He felt that the longevity of him listening to me meant that I was an old man. But I feel like an old man, but I've been at my church faithfully. I, I looked at this, Pastor. With, there are some changes that have taken place, even when people didn't want it. But, but, but if you, even if you didn't like it, the end results should at least make you say amen. I wish I had somebody. I, I may not understand his leadership, but when I, when, I, when I submitted to his leadership and saw later on down the road, this man knows something that I don't know because God is speaking to him. He gives you the vision, and it's up to the members to carry it out. The time honor. When you look at the term worthy means to judge worthy, to deem deserving of honor postponed. Look at him. Look at the work. I'm talking to the members. And, and, and listen, don't let size, don't let what you consider to be limitations discount what you do for the man of God. Yeah, because a lot of people say it's, we're too little with this, too, too this, too that. I know little churches who do better than mega churches because they got people who love. I wish I had one witness. And they have a mind to work. The term honor carries the idea, and I need you to get this, money paid. A valuing by which a price is fixed. <laughs> Got quiet in here. Oh, my God. It's the only thing that will quiet the church is money. Money. And I, and I, I'm meant to do something. I'm to, but it's the only thing that will quiet us now. When you look at it, brothers and sisters, he really said it means that not only money paid, Fix a price on him. I wish I had one witness. It means to give respect. It means to esteem. It also means to reward. But you do it with your tangible means. I'm almost done. I'm going to finish it like I feel. Are y'all still here? Am I still here? Are you still here? Take special note of those, I'm done, of those who labor in preaching and teaching. Now, I like this. Because my ear has been trained, because I've taken time to hear, I can't eat everybody's food. I wish I had somebody in a minute. And the reason why a lot of us are kind of mixed and mangled up is because we're trying to eat everybody's food. He just told you how a nutritionist. 
I wish I had somebody. And your spiritual nutritionist is none other than Dr. Derek Hunt. He is your feeder and your leader. Oh, I wish I had somebody in this room. He prepares food for his people. He ain't getting up with no last-minute junk. Well, I might as well go here. Y'all still stay here. One of the worst things you can do is ask your wife or your husband to cook you a meal. Amen. And then uh, uh, they don't want to do it. And then all of a sudden, amen, they ain't watching the bread. They ain't watching the food. And then because they mad, they're just going to let it burn because they didn't want to do it. And when they give it to you, you throw it at your plate and say, here, you can go on and take it. Wish I had somebody. I tell them, baby, you might as well put that stuff back. I'm going to go on down to McDonald's because if your spirit wasn't right, I don't want it in the first place. I wish I had somebody in this room. Not everybody can preach, not everybody can teach, but that term teaching has to do with right doctrine. And the Bible says, in the last days, perilous times shall come. You better watch out. There are teachers who are not teaching. And just because a teacher or a preacher has a lot of members, it does not mean they are good teachers. Well, I'm done. I'm closing my book up. You got to ask yourself, do you have a good preacher? Well, then say amen. amen. You ought to tell somebody, I got somebody. I know, I know, I realize that Pastor Hunt is not just a good husband, but when it comes to that preaching, he's a good preacher as well. Go look at him and tell him, Pastor, you don't only look good, but you're a good preacher. You're a good teacher because there are some Tuesdays I need to be fed, and you got a ready word from the Lord, and I just want to tell you, thank you. Good preachers and teachers speak life to existence. In other words, they'll meet you right where you are. I'm done. And they'll have a word for you that you say to yourself, has it been in my backyard? They've been in my house. How did they know I was going through that? I'm going to tell you how they know. They got something on the inside. Jeremiah said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. It won't leave me alone. I got a Holy Spirit that guides me and tells me that, listen, if you just lean on me, I'll give you what you need. I'm done. I just want to tell you, I've been a good audience, but lean over and tell your neighbor, thank God for good preachers. Thank God for those who not only know how to give out good information, but sometimes they have a melody in their hearts and they don't mind saying, Lord, you've really been good to me. Can you say amen? I want to see the hands of those uh, who really know how good God is. And every now and then, a good preacher will always go to the cross because he understands that he's at the cross, at the cross. I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart, they rolled away. Can you say amen? It was there by faith I received Can you say amen? I got one question to ask you. If you're happy and you know it, you ought to clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, 